Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munsnyder and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week on the show, we're talking about Bobby Puglio and a skater's union. Earlier this week, Thrasher went out there with Bobby Puglio. We got a glimpse of his day-to-day life, his art, and his thinking, and we even got a couple of tricks. Uh, what did you think about the video, Jason? Yeah, well, Bob, uh, first of all, a little background. When I was in college, Bobby lived with this girl that I was friends with. Not like boyfriend and girlfriend, but like lived with in the sense that, you know, when you live in New York, you usually have like five or six roommates. And like he was totally a cool kid, you know, nice guy, everything. You know, uh, I thought the video was pretty tight. Everyone has a hobby. You know, some people like to lift weights. Some people like to play video <laughs> games. Some people like to collect trash and display it in their home. So there you go. He still looks cool on a board, though, which was pretty tight. Like some of the uh, the ledge to bank tricks were pretty dope conceptually. And it's tight that people are still, he's still uh, on the radar after being in the industry for fucking 25 years or whatever. You know, he has his own little niche that people follow. Which is pretty tight. Yeah, I liked it. I'm, I've always been a fan of Bobby Puglio uh, as like an East Coast skater and East Coast skater fan. I wish there'd been more skating in that video because the, the skating that we did get was pretty rad. Or the bank to ledge and the bank curb on top of the bank stuff was cool. The little like DIY ledge and quarter pipe stuff I could have done without. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, Staying on brand. Yeah, that's just me staying on brand. But I, I always think it's interesting hearing him talk and like you can tell that he's a thinker about his skating. He's not just out there like doing a crooked grind on a ledge. He's really thinking about what he's doing and how he wants to present it. And I'm, I'm always a fan of that. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been living squarely in Puglio stand since I mean a long time. Um, Static two probably like really solidified it for me because i just absolutely love that part like i put out a video part in that same kind of time frame and i think you can definitely see like i was i was kind of thinking like bobby pulio um i gotta what, admit wait a minute mike what's the video part that you put out like we got a link to this in the show notes um it's my one and only video part it's in a video called weekend warriors out of minneapolis and so yeah i mean i i was i was I, I never had many iPads that I skated in, but definitely cords and, you know, blank tees, that whole thing. Admittedly, as a, as a big fan of the dude, I have kind of steered clear of certain content as of late, just because, like, I know in the show notes, some of us have noted that, like, we could live without the conspiracy theory stuff. That's Templeton. And, you know, the dude, I think it's kind of fair to say he's, he's been a lightning rod just in terms of, like, putting out opinions, putting out interviews. But, uh... This video on Thrasher put out like a pretty rad sense of like maybe different sides of the dude when he's not going wholly off the cuff or more of a curated sense of the guy. And yeah, the skating was rad. He uh, he looks good on a board, like Jason was saying. And he doesn't, you feel like sometimes you, you check in with these legend type guys. And I think, yeah, we can almost call him a legend. I'm hesitant with that word usually, but like, it looks like he skates a lot. And that, that I was stoked on. Yeah, he looked comfortable on the board. It hadn't been long since the last time he skated, so he, he still had all the muscle memory and whatnot. Yeah, back to the conspiracy theory shit, like, some of the numerology shit that he posts on Instagram is really weird, like, way out there, you know, that, like, blows my mind. 
and uh, it's kind of easy. Like once you start going down that rabbit hole to get into like Alex Jones territory, but uh, I don't know. Some of that shit is kind of candy assassination is interesting. Like, but once you get into like lizard people, dog people, <laughs> any you know anything like that, where you know people are creating new life forms or whatever, then it's uh, it's it, then it can get kind of dark. It's a, it's a dark place. Some of the conspiracy theory shit out. There. This kind of discussion makes a good case for like, don't meet your heroes, don't follow your heroes on Instagram. You know, like the more you know, the less you like certain people you know their skating might be great but their personality not so much and i think pulio is one of those people that i don't know the, the more the more i know the more i uh or the less i'm super into him i don't know because i i like hearing his philosophy on skate stuff you know i like hearing how he thinks about that stuff but I, i'm not not interested to hear what he thinks about 9-11 conspiracy theories and stuff like that i fully agree with that where it's like yeah, let's not pull back the curtain on this too much because I am a fan. And I've already stated that, yeah, some of this stuff turns me off. But at the same time, it's not like Bob Puglio has never been kind of a maniac, like intense dude. I remember his 411 Wheels of Fortune. Um, the internet wanted to say it was in 41110, but I just don't remember that being in that issue because that was my first video so i at least think i have it memorized but you know he tries to give like the standard wheels of fortune voiceover like i am bob pulio i'm from new jersey you know like i ride for whoever and you know with 30 seconds left in the clip he goes you know he's all like ah fuck it and then he goes into this crazy intense monologue about like skating in the city and how it's just gnarly and like you feel it and all this stuff fuck it kill that it's all about thinking skateboarding and, and wrecking yourself, wrecking your legs, wrecking your arms, and then thinking more, and then living. This dude's always been that dude, one way or another, and uh, maybe it doesn't make some of like the crazier stuff, quote unquote, right? You know, that, like Jason was saying, like conspiracy theory stuff can get ugly pretty easily, but I think I, I think I give the dude some slack because this is always him. There's no finding him on Instagram or Twitter after 15 years of thinking he's the greatest normal ass dude and then finding out he's not, you know, always been hiding in plain sight, not even hiding. Yeah, I guess none of us are really surprised by the conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, does he have a Twitter? I don't think so. I think he's just on Instagram. I think he's strictly Instagram. I guess I was trying to trying to throw a uh, you know cast a large net for other pros maybe maybe it's more instagram come to think of yeah. it but uh, we should try to recruit him for skate twitter man that um, awesome. <laughs> just uh fly that up the flagpole and see if he salutes it uh, i think he'd quickly rise in the power rankings of, uh, of <laughs> skate twitter i think he'd do well certainly i think if i've got one other thing to to say about pulio um that last shot where he was like inspecting that pizza door um he was riding some incredibly ancient ventures and i think it's only appropriate what with uh, what we've been talking about to say that pulio is definitely awake looked like he was riding venture highs though i would have to think maybe i'm wrong based on that wheel size more of a venture low guy but it's still i'm i'm i'm, I'm an apostate from the venture truck scene but i still appreciate those who uh those who rep venture yeah, when you uh, when you tweeted that, I went and rewatched it just to check out his trucks, and yeah, they were pretty uh, well broken in. 
it was tight. He had a good like uh, crooked grind groove going on there. And I think yeah, they were highs based on the the hanger. Yeah. I don't think they were quite old enough to have green bushings in them, assuming he rides factory bushings, but those were still some, like, beautifully beat-ass trucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they haven't had green bushings for a minute. I'm saying. Man, this is the second truck conversation I've had today where I just feel like I don't pay <laughs> enough attention to trucks. I, I'm, a, I'm a former shop guy, so add that on the skate nerdery that we all possess. I don't know. Maybe that takes me over the top. Yo, you're, be- you're better off not thinking about your trucks. So once you go down that another rabbit hole, it's like a whole other uh, mania. Like you start like you know boiling your bushings and shit and handing <laughs> them down. It's a, it's bad, dude. Yeah, just don't even think about it. Yeah, I'm straight factory thunders. Yeah, yeah. Just, just just grip it and rip it. Like don't even think about it. exactly. I got I got just a really stupid truck story. I was in Tampa for I don't think I was skating in Tampa Am, but for some reason I was there. I'm skating the mini ramp. Nate Broussard of Texas, who is pointed out based on our our uh, Texas conversation a couple weeks ago by a Twitter friend whose name I don't have handy because this just jumped to mind. But I had yeah skating mini ramp, ancient ventures. They were a good good set of ventures. God, Nate Broussard just like. The guy is super tall. I'm pretty short. He's towering over me. He looks down. Mellow-ass dude. He just goes, those trucks are thrashed. Entire interaction. <laughs> that's what I guess that's where my mind goes when we're, when we're talking about old trucks. So, All right. I think we covered Bobby and uh, Ventures. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the Skaters Union. Uh Jankum did a deep dive on the idea of a skaters union this week. Mike, what'd you think? Well, I think I'm going to unbury the lead like the Jankum article did not. Um, the conclusion of the article is that a skaters union is actually not a viable option to better the lives of like the, the 99% versus the 1% in skateboarding. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my biggest takeaway. I, I was interested in the various like, iterations of how it could work um i don't think it's going to be a pro sports union because the structure like a nba structure does not exist within skateboarding but uh i thought the idea of kind of like a skaters guild type thing seemed viable to me you know there's power in people working together i i, I did you know circling back to the buried lead in, in the jenkum piece it was interesting, you know, they, they ended up with, uh, speaking of Ryan Clements, of formerly of Skate Park of Tampa, now Border, and uh, who also kind of serves as not an agent, but a financial consultant. And he, uh, he just said, and the article kind of concluded on that with its kicker, that like, people aren't going to give up anything to help other people, which I, which, I don't know, I found, I, I, th- I thought it was kind of a pessimistic end to something that was... Uh, maybe a little bit more optimistic and a little bit more theoretical. You know, the kicker of the piece ends by saying, you know, we, we, we just have to, like a union won't work. We have to wait for the big name pros to take pity on the little guys, basically. And then the last line says, quote, and we all know how often the haves love to uplift the have-nots. I don't know, man. I, kind of a bummer. What you guys think? Yeah, like, well... I'm a pretty big, you know, sports nerd, so I follow, like, you know, the NBA collective bargaining agreement meetings and whatever, 
and like yeah that was you know they mentioned that in the uh in the article and like that would be pretty funny like like Nigel, you know dennis Buznitz, like day one and meeting with like <laughs> i like who like who would like the owners be it'd be like fucking jim t dill whatever Novak from Santa Cruz is in charge over there. Like Steve Novak? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Who's in charge? Is is a Novak still in charge over there? I don't even know, dude. But anyway, like, you know, meeting in some, like, hotel boardroom or something, like, yeah, I don't we know. Meet the skate press, like, eating pizza in the lobby waiting yeah, for Yeah, 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 like, yeah, you know, collect a bargaining agreement. But, um, yeah, maybe, like, a SAG guild would be a better idea because, like, it would be weird to have, like, you know, pros you know for like smaller brands try to you know pay like you three hundred dollar dues or however however much per month that would be kind of crazy i think i don't think that's really feasible yeah i feel like skateboarding just kind of lacks a structure you know you could be pro for your buddy's board company and not make any money or you could be pro for element and make a lot of money and you're both pro it's like hard to make a distinction and you know like basically the pro skater's job is to move product and there's plenty of pro skaters who don't actually need to skate to move product. So how do you determine eligibility and stuff like that? It just seems it's it's too squishy. Yeah, it would be weird. Like, so then you're like, well, if, if there's a union, then who's like the enforcer? You know what I mean? Like, what does he do? Like, pull up to the spot and be like, this is a <laughs> like the Sopranos or something like this is a union <laughs> shop, like smashes the camera and shit. <laughs> Damn it, I was just watching Sopranos and I can't even come up with a name. Chris Maltesanti. Who's our Chris Maltesanti right now in skateboarding? I want to see him just like, you know, yeah, focus of VX. I always felt like Deluxe was kind of like run like a like a mafia operation. And I mean that in the most complimentary <laughs> sense possible. Like they start, you know, like, uh, whoa, my mic. Uh, I mean, like Jim and Tommy, they start their thing like, oh, this is our little thing or whatever, you know, and like, uh, there's always like the underboss or whatever. Underbosses, those are like the uh, Vitellos. So, yeah, the Vitellos are like the underbosses or whatever. Jim handles like the day to day. He's like the uh, the Tony or whatever, or the uh, Michael Corleone. It's funny, he's a godfather metaphor. And then he has all his, you know, all the other team managers and stuff. They're like the Christophers and what? Capos. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think that Thrasher would be the the head of the family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they've got the power to say, that's a nice clip. It'd be a shame if nobody saw it. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. How this one brand's, how did this one brand's clip end up on the uh, front page of Thrasher? Shit like that. But yeah, that that would be funny, I guess, if it was a union shop. But yeah, it's, it's too squishy. Like, people don't like organization and but it's funny that fucking Gentry tried to start a union of all people. Yeah, it's weird that the Vert guys were the ones uh, spearheading it. Or maybe it's not weird because it's they're not the weird in the most structured place. But it's I think if a union came from the streets, it might have a better chance because I think more people would buy in. You know, like nobody's no, nobody's going to follow Chris Gentry into battle, I don't think. Except for Ricka Gentry. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Shout out Rick Gentry. Just imagine what those ads would look like now with Photoshop <laughs> technology. Like she's like flying a spaceship or something, and he's like uh, doing the spacewalk. Yeah, the, I like the Impala, a space ready Impala. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. It's like a, isn't it like a skateboard Impala in space Excuse or something? Me. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so good. 
we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, maybe maybe steering us back a little bit towards skaters union. I'd say the squishiness as is definitely favors management, so to speak. Um, Templeton, I know you wrote down like skateboarding maybe needs a new model. And uh, it's probably not quite glib, but it's a difficult answer to or question to answer. Like, what is that new model? Do we do we think there's an easy model or Templeton? You wrote it down. What do you? What yeah, do you I wrote it down. Uh, I think that in this day and age, it's pretty easy to get product made. So I think that skaters can be their own brand. I mean, skaters have always been their own brand, but they can they don't need as much infrastructure now. And I think that there's an opportunity for some company could just say, hey, we'll be the back end for any skaters company. We'll just have a stack of blank boards and a stack of graphics from many pros who want to be pros. And when somebody plays an order, we'll put that graphic on this board and send it out. There's less middlemen. Almost That's- like a distributor that acts as also kind of like pro skater hub not the best metaphor but they're 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 the ones that have the the relationships with shops and whatnot but then they're they're allowing people to almost freelance through them yeah something like that i mean they could call themselves the skaters union and whoever wants to be a part could be a part yeah and this distributor could have the relationships with the shops and it's the skaters job to promote the product and then the distributor does all the um, back end stuff while the skater does all the marketing and front of house work. Yeah. Free idea, free business idea. Were some people doing that already? Like Chris Cole and shit? Like when he had those boards and he was just selling the, on the internet or whatever? And like Paul Rodriguez before Primitive with those gold boards and shit? Yeah, but I think those, because those were one offs, they didn't have any infrastructure. You know, it's like Chris yeah. Cole is taking boxes to UPS or whatever. Yeah. And that's just like too much damn hassle uh, for anybody. But if you could have a place where like, you know, you get Bobby, Jimmy and Mikey's boards, you know, shipped out to the shop or shipped out to all different people and just somebody's printing boards all day for all kinds of different people, I think it would probably work. Maybe it's not a big money maker, but I think that it's an opportunity or it, it's a new model that somebody could try and see if it works. Yeah, maybe it would have been easier when like, maybe like, you know, 10 or 20 years ago when like pros try to have like the all-inclusive deal like you know what i mean like when you wrote for habitat you got habitat board habitat shoes habitat wheels mm-hmm. or element yeah the head to toe deal yeah yeah if you got the whole deal so it would almost be like you work for like an nba type of thing where you're employed by the team but there, that shit really didn't work no one's yeah trying to skate, no one's trying to skate element trucks that that whole package deal does seem you know, the closest thing to getting company supplied health insurance outside of riding for Powell in the 80s or early 90s or, or whenever that was working. Just thinking more like in non-vert terms, just as far as organizing, we should mention, as far as I could tell, Mike V, Mike Vallelie led a boycott of the Munster, Munster Mash, that German contest that so many of us watched in like Europe 411 videos. As far as I could tell, Googling around, and it wasn't mentioned in the Jenkum article because, like, details are sketchy about it, as far as I can tell. Um, Yeah. Do you guys remember when Mike V led a boycott, as far as I can tell, in 1996 of that German contest? Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I think I remember that from 411 or whatever. I think he successfully pulled, like, the American dudes from that contest. Yeah, I remember watching the, the 411 
edit and it was a bunch of european dudes skating <laughs> kind of was a bummer uh it's it's interesting that nothing like street skater led has happened in what 23 years and i just wonder if there are top name pros as mike Vallely was in the middle 90s like are there top name dudes or women who could organize be charismatic enough be scary enough to make something like that happen or is everybody out there just to get their own yeah i don't know dude like nija or whatever people are gonna like people are gonna follow nija in the battle and, like boycott street league seems yeah, I don't know. yeah. The, the thing about skateboarding is i think that there's such a possibility for top skaters to become company owners so you would you know you'd be you'd transition from one side of the coin to the other yeah you know you'd be a union skater and then you'd run a skateboard company and you'd be like fuck these union like pay rates are killing me like they're killing my profit margin (laughs) so i think that that might be a disincentive for dudes you know who are doing well they're like well one day i might have a skateboard company and not really want to pay these union wages so if i'm if i'm doing okay now i'll just hold on and you know keep the wages low for when i'm a an industry uh titan yeah probably but like the uh the guild thing is probably the best idea like sag i guess people will have like a card like a skaters guild card or whatever i guess it would help with medical shit because that that's the main shit i think because you hate seeing people's like go fund me or whatever but that's just like part of the living in america i guess with the the shitty health insurance yeah and the, the weird thing and i think another hurdle for a skaters union providing insurance is like i think you can't sell insurance across state lines so you know me being in oregon i couldn't join the skaters union in california and you know get the california insurance plan so it's complicated i found it interesting in that jenkum article that tony hawk in his in his book mentioned kind of a desire for a skaters union, but he wasn't taking any action to make it happen. And I think that if anybody had the juice to do it, I think Tony Hawk could be the man to bring, bring a union to skateboarding. Yeah. I think there's something just a little too decentralized. I mean, anytime this, this topic comes up on skate Twitter, you know, someone mentions that there is like a Western libertarian ethos that, that's in skateboarding that's baked into skateboarding like deeper than i think you know sometimes our point of view that really focuses on the 90s and whatnot i think there's a lot of hurdles just you know that are like institutional hurdles within skateboarding that make it really tough should note too that uh clyde singleton has been i mean he's he's out of the spotlight now but you know he he was always a vocal advocate for a skaters union not exactly has has the heat that tony hawk would be bringing but the idea has been out there for a long long time you know yeah what if clyde and tony joined joined forces they could be unstoppable words and power yo another good thing about a skaters union would be like Lawyer on call automatically. Like you're in Australia, you get in some legal trouble, boom, lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be a lot of interesting benefits to uh, union membership. Yeah, like a lawyer, maybe like some immigration lawyers for uh, oh, yeah, dude. skaters looking to come to the US to make it. What, what other benefits could a union provide? I mean, frankly, it's just that strength in numbers for anything that, that has just that, that high cost of, that high initial cost. Yeah. For lawyers is a good point. Yeah. Do you think the union would have, would stick behind Jason Jesse 
That's the that's the sticky point. You know, oh, would, would the union go to bat for their member in a dispute with his sponsors? That is the nature of a union. I that's guess, what it's there for. I guess they'd have to, but like, you know, bring up the NBA again. When that guy, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the Clippers owner, like, said some, you know, wild racist shit. He was basically, like, ran out of the the league, pretty much. Yeah, but he wasn't a union member. Yeah, What's what's the sport union uh, feeling on like these NBA players are I don't know who the players are but they're like beating up on their wives and girlfriends I don't really follow sports so it's all like really vague yeah, I don't know me, I, I think like you have to go to bat for them no matter what yeah it's uh, it's not necessarily an NBA thing though like for instance um, who was it oh uh, Tyreek Evans who played for the Indiana Pacers he was recently banned for two years for drug use unnamed um i haven't read up on the story enough but like those types of parameters where you know you fail a drug test and you have precedence of having failed other drug tests i'm not maybe not getting this 100 percent correct but, like that's a collectively bargained point within the collectively bargained deal so you know the union can't really Unless there's some sort of appeal process, I don't think the union can really fight that type of thing. So going far afield, you know, maybe a neo-Nazi clause is written in the skate union charter and uh, <laughs> maybe they don't have to go to bat. Who knows? Right. I guess the neo-Nazi thing is like a contract violation and that's how all Jason Jesse's sponsors could drop him anyway. But it brings up an interesting point that, you know, unions are there to protect their members yeah, you know, whether they deserve what they're getting or not. Yeah, good point on all that. It's interesting. Like, who would stand up for what? What would the line be? You know, Nigel jumps his motorcycle into a limo, and all of a sudden is facing a class action lawsuit from twenty-five people in the limo. Like, does the skaters' union have to go to bat for him? We don't know. I, w- I would love to see Nigel jump a motorcycle into a limo. I hope nobody <laughs> gets hurt, but I'd love to see. Uh, I think we'd all be pretty stoked on that. How about that for a transition? Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, this week, tonight, while we're recording this podcast, it's Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I was pretty stoked on that. Shout out Kyle Beachy, uh, St. Louis Blues fan. I haven't even been looking at the score, but they were up 2 to nothing when we started recording in the second. 10 minutes, third. Blues up 2-0. Still 2-0. All right. Not going to talk anymore because I don't want to jinx it. Going to move on. Um, one video I've been soaked on was at DC, New Zealand, Australia tour of it on Thrasher. Mainly because they brought the jerseys back. Um, as far as I can tell, they came up with New Zealand jerseys, which were like rugby jerseys, and Australia jerseys, which I guess were like Australian r- rules football jerseys. And But the New Zealand jerseys were super sick because... And it looks like they were kind of styled after the uh, New Zealand All Blacks rugby team, who are pretty badass. If you don't know about them, they do this like Maori war dance before every match, which is pretty tight. So that was sick. The skating was sick too. Like this kid, Sean Paul, I guess he's Australian, he has a pretty cool name. Sean Paul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sean <laughs> Sorry. Paul. Yeah, cool name, really memorable. Kind of like another one of those 90s dog guys. So that was pretty tight on the Thrasher site. And also uh, 
venture trucks. Give 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 Pulio an ad. Pulio deserves an ad, man. Whoever's in charge over there, send Pulio a box and give him an ad. Yeah, damn a double double page Pulio ad. Fuck, that would be sick. He's been re- he's been repping uh, the Awake for a while. Yeah, yeah double page Pulio ad would be sick. Like out in like the wastelands of Queens or whatever. Guys, an update. Three O St. Louis. Templeton, what are you stoked on? I'm stoked simply on Jake Rupp's crumball incident interview. Jake Rupp is fucking sick. It's cool to just hear what he's up to and revisit his career. Mike, what are you stoked on? Uh, I gotta know before I say. Was was that a dude that you'd see out in your neck of the woods on the East Coast in the mid-Atlantic? I'd never seen Jake Rupp in person, but when I started skating DC, I'd see a lot of the spots that he would skate. So pretty rad just to like see, you know, like, oh, that's like way gnarlier than it looks on film or like, wow, I can't believe he like skated it this way or that. So always rad to see people skating spots that you know. So that, that's kind of why I'm stoked on Jake Rupp. Other than Jake Rupp's just natural awesomeness. Yeah, he was good. He was probably uh, right place but wrong time with respect to skateboarding because, yeah, maybe he deserved more of a do. Uh, yeah, so to answer your question, actually, I am stoked on, first off, uh, in North Minneapolis this weekend on Saturday, there is the grand opening of a legal skate spot set like a city arts organization for youth. It's called Juxtaposition Arts. Hopefully I got that right because I didn't write it down. Um, it is essentially a skate park, but it's not city backed whatsoever. And it's just, you know, on Broadway Avenue in Minneapolis. And uh, yeah, it happened a hell of a lot faster than any of the skate park activism going through the city. I usually have some questions to misgivings about city and or government skate parks so i'm just psyched to see something that's kind of private sector but not private sector i don't know i just think it's a good model it's a skate park and everything but the legalese so uh we'll see how it works i'm i'm interested to see if more of these things could happen this is the three part stoked on second part is uh i really like that vice video about brianna Gehring and una farrar i just think uh it portrayed like a rad sense of skateboarding that I think is like maybe a little bit missing the weirder nerdier vibes I don't know I think some of it's like so aggro this kind of spoke to like what I remember about being a young weirdo skateboarding and then last but not least I am stoked on Sam McGuire still raising money for Pulse nightclub shooting victims uh, it's three years today as of this recording on Wednesday since that uh, tragedy took place. Um, He's raised $10,000 selling a photo of Lacey Baker that he specifically shot to raise money for this cause. It's Lacey pushing down the street with this crazy, uh, not a smoke bomb, but like a smoke bomb tube that is spraying out. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a torch, but it's smoke coming out of this thing. Colors of the rainbow. It coincides with Pride Month. I've got one of the photos framed up in the TV room now. It lived in the kitchen for a while, and I'm sure that uh, you know it's going to migrate throughout the house. I want to get it up in my little girl's room at some point, just because it's rad to have Lacey pushing, you know, into the world, bearing that torch, bearing that smoke bomb, whatever we want to call it. 
Sam has them available in many, many sizes. You know, you can spend five bucks, I think. You can spend a hundred bucks if you want. It's all legit going to a good cause. Um, again, to su support people, you know, who were shot for reasons that uh, are unconscionable. So, uh, yeah, I'm stoked on what Sam keeps doing with that. And that's it. Yeah, I've, I've got one in my house. Uh, it's actually in my kitchen as well. Um, and the link is pushwithpride.bigcartel.com. Uh, go buy one, display it. It's rad. That does it for our show this week. Uh, you can always catch us online on Twitter and Instagram. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the gram at Frozen and Carbonite, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm at on Instagram and on Twitter with the same handle. It's M Munzenrider. That's it. No other things. Nice. Where are you at? Way to keep it tight with uh, having your Twitter and Instagram handle be the same. I, you know, I'm just a super good planner. <laughs> Templeton, where can we find you? Uh, I'm not so great planning at planning. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. Yeah, and you can also find us every week on your podcast feed. We'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.